Hello everyone, welcome to another talk here. I'm here in the uh, studio, lesson studio. I'll turn up a little bit here. So um, today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, lines, phrases, Um, Chris Potter um, and uh, some of his lines today, or at least one. We'll see how things progress, but um, we're taking a progression that is really common to a lot of a lot of tunes, um, and so we'll find it in the kind of our, our theme of the month here. Um, Fly me to the moon. Um, so this solo itself is not actually. Um, from that tune, but um, but we can apply these lines and apply concepts from these lines uh, to that. Uh, we're kind of in the same key, we're using <clears throat> the same harmonic progressions for the uh, at least one excerpt that we'll be talking about. Um, so some things to uh, really think about right now, and this is not a requirement for uh, this talk necessarily, but um, but we want to be able to identify. Um, how, how any tone relates to a particular chord. So let's just kind of start with that. So let's say I'm, I'm playing a D minor 7. Um, we need to know uh, the arpeggio for one thing. So those are the notes inside of that uh, most basic uh, part of the chord. Okay. And then we can we can know some some of the notes that are in the key of C, but are maybe outside kinds of sounds. So those would be the E, the G, and the B. Okay. Okay. And then to take it uh, a level further than that, uh, or further removed, maybe not another level, but just kind of um, a little more distant from from the chord tones uh, would be to know also the uh, chromatic uh, tones involved, but I'm not going to go over all those right now. But you can relate those to either a chord tone or really kind of relate those more to those three notes I talked about, to the E, the G, and the B. So you could have a, a flat nine or a uh, sharp four, okay, or flat 13, and so on. So you could try to relate some of those uh, things to that. Um, um, and also related to the fifth as well. So there we have the D minor seven, and just kind of mapping out that uh, arpeggio. So that's a two chord. We're going to go into the five chord here, G7. Okay, and again, we have these chord tones. Okay, now this is this is a spot where you might tend to stretch out a little bit more, even, and um, try to try to 
gain some more uh, tension. So this is kind of a good opportunity to really know your extensions well, maybe all the chromatic tones um, in addition to those chord tones. And we'll see that in a minute. And uh, so that's gonna be the five chord in that progression. Okay, and then we're looking at the C major seven. Okay, which will be the one chord, and again the chord tones there. So we call those root, third, five, seven. And if you keep kind of skipping up by third, thirds, then you get the nine, eleven, thirteen, and then we you can think about how any note that doesn't fit into that, how it how it relates to those um, other tones, especially the. Um, the last three there. Okay, so let's dig into the excerpt here. It's going kind of uh, low tech today. Um, so we have the the D minor. Okay, so let's start with the first four notes of that. So yeah. Okay, so just on its own you can see that in here that we have an F major triad basically and that fits with the uh, D minor 7 because that's the flat third fifth and flat 7 of that chord okay so that's really really establishing the um, chords I remember or chord tones and remember that the um, bass player is likely playing the D, right? So if you kind of put all those together, you get D uh, would be played by the bass likely, and then the F, A, and the C. So that spells out the D minor seven chord. Okay, so let's take a look at the um, the next couple of beats and before we do that let's let's just talk about some things that you could do on guitar uh, when you're working with that so you could put on a backing track maybe uh, loop D minor 7 or or record yourself playing D minor 7 and just playing those tones and then trying them in different different areas of of the guitar neck so let's say I'm going up to eighth position and then tenth position and just moving it around up the neck. So now I'm in 13th position, 14th position, right, so on. And then you can take it down an octave, right? So you can say, um, and move that to different positions. Okay, so now we're going on to the next couple of beats, so we're still under the D minor 7. Okay, and now our chord tone, or our tones uh, in this melody are E, D, C, and A. Now we've talked a little bit about melodic structures uh, in the past, so this is a melodic structure, and it's um, applied to the D minor 7, but it's not a D minor 7. It's um, 
A minor 7 melodic structure and we have talked a little bit about applying those to um, especially through the circle of fifths on a um, on a chord so we're starting the, notice the A would be the fifth of the D minor 7 and if we just survey those tones A C D and E so that's an A minor kind of sound there so um, so that's kind of the melodic structure that we talked about but it's um, being played from the E in the opposite order okay so to back up and review uh, we have a an F major triad and then here a melodic structure built on the A minor 7 for that for that melodic structure. And if you haven't heard the talks on melodic structures, you have four note groups and um, you have two basic types of melodic structures and then you can uh, alter them from, from there or come up with other ones. Um, but the two basic ones would be the, the minor melodic structure which is a root, flat third, 4 or 11, and then 5. Um, and then the major melodic structure. So for example, <clears throat> you could have a major melodic structure based on the F. So then you would have a F, G, A, C. Okay, so that would be the, uh, the major version of, the, of a melodic structure. Okay, so so far, So it gives us a little tension on the on the chord, and really not a lot. We have uh, the melodic structure. We still have the D, C, and A are all um, chord tones, but the uh, the E is the nine, and that's something that you can do in your practice session. It's just kind of explore uh, what that nine sounds like on the uh, D minor seven. Okay, so we'll move forward here to the uh, G7. Alright, so let's play a G7 chord. Let's, uh, let's explore, so we have, we have a series of eighth notes here, let's just kind of explore the tones. So one perspective we could have on this um, is that when we say, well, you might try to find um, maybe a seven or even eight note sort of scale that might might be being used to pull from um, <clears throat> on some of these. So let's take a look at all the notes except for F sharp for now. Okay, so this could be part of, uh, let's see if we can get it going from G. Now we don't have, they don't tell us much about the, the A, but we do get, um, or A flat, we get this B flat and the B, okay, we don't, they don't tell us about much about this note. Okay, and we have the G. So this could, it could be, uh, let's say the, altered kind of scale 
I remember when someone's playing, um, in this case this is uh, Chris Potter solo, it's really hard to say exactly what their perspective is, and the person themselves might not even really think about that in that in that moment of time, but we can analyze it and um, come at it from the perspective of, okay, this person probably practiced um, uh, some of this kind of kind of material that we're that we're talking about and gets internalized and then it f f kind of shows itself in a, in a soul. So that's that's one um, one possible. Uh, thing that could be kind of happening. Also, we could have the perspective of a um, tritone kind of substitute of a D flat seven or D flat nine sort of sound. Okay. All right, and then um, another kind of interesting sort of sort of scale. might explore uh, comes out of um, one of the modes of the harmonic uh, major uh, there but uh, let's like take a look at that um, F sharp now so that F sharp it kind of tends to you might say it's encircling the G there right that's the root note of the of the G7 it's also the fifth of the chord that's coming up here in a moment Okay, but so that F sharp, we could call that a chromatic passing tone. But also think in terms of uh, bebop type scales. So we have, if we take a any one of those scales we talked about, maybe altered scale, um, and just create a little bit of a um, major seven there between the root and the and the flat seven. other scale that I mentioned. Okay, so on those dominant seventh type um, chords, um, it's, um, let's say, useful to uh, have have everything available, really, um, all, all chromatic tones, and then organize them in, in various ways. and. Because what we're trying to do is dial up some tension so we can um, point out where where things are headed, um, where things might resolve. Okay, so we have G7, and we have this line. Okay, now this is going to resolve to the third of this upcoming chord. So let's hear how that how that works. So we can hear that. So all this, you know, kind of coming together. Okay, so that's what we have so far. We're resolving into uh, the third of the C major, C major chord. All right, so let's take a look at uh, what we have there from from C major onward. All right, so we have um, okay, so that sounds kind of familiar. We have the C major seven, okay, and then this is another one of those melodic structures. Again, it's a minor melodic structure. 
and it's built from the third of the chord. So that's um, another spot that you you can um, move through, through. So if we think about going through the circle of fifths, kind of in reverse, G, uh, C, G, D, A, E. Okay, we could build a melodic structure on that. And the melodic structure that fits on that particular um, uh, note, with the most co notes in common with the uh, C major is the um, minor melodic structure. So we get a third, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Okay, so so far our, um, our line is sounding like this. Alright, so let's see if we can go uh, a bit further here, and we have D, D, B, C, D, okay? So here we have the 9 of the, of the chord right on beat 3, with that D there. We have the B, okay, so that's the major seven. We have the C, which is the root note, right? And then we're back to the D. So we get a little bit of a ten uh, um, tension on that. So we have um, three uh, out of four notes are, um, say, a little bit dissonant with the, um, with the uh, chord itself, at least the triad of uh, C major. Um, so that major seven is a, is a little bit dissonant. Um, it is a bit dissonant. Um, it's sort of a pretty sound, but it is um, it is sitting a half step away from from the uh, root note. Right. So it does have a dissonance to it. Okay, and then we go to the uh, E and the G there, right? So those are uh, chord tones. So it kind of establishes the chord a little bit there at the, that's uh, out just a little bit, and then kind of back in. Okay, so that kind of fits in there with everything that we talked about there. So let's check out our line a little bit here, so kind of slowly. Okay, so we can hear how um, the uh, 251 is handled, at least on this one particular um, phrase. Um, and then we can use this on um, Fly Me to the Moon. You could um, also lower it down an octave. OK. 
okay. So maybe fit the fit the range uh, of the guitar a little better, although although it does fit the range um, up there uh, as well. <clears throat> and um, so tenor tenor saxophone is is really um, nice to to work with um, as far as transcript transcriptions for guitar because it it fits the range fairly fairly well. So it's um, it's a nice instrument to um, to study, and it's just it's kind of such a leader. Um, um, or so many <clears throat> of our um, um, kind of icons, I guess you could say, um, played the um, saxophone. So it's really it really works well for us um, guitarists to uh, to follow that. All right, everybody. Um, so that's gonna uh, do it for uh, today. So just wrapping up with some um, uh, takeaways here. So um, working with the knowledge of uh, chord tones and, and how all any 12 notes relates to any given chord, that's um, uh, really, really important. Um, and I'll say, you know, even just orally, um, you know, if, if you don't have the, the math of it or the music theory all worked out, um, just, you know, kind of being familiar with each one of those sounds um, on, a, on a given chord, right? So um, I would recommend uh, kind of doing all that. Um, and then looking at the contour of the line and, um, and how it's shaped and, and where some of the dissonances are typically found. All right, everybody, we'll have a great practice session. Uh, we'll see you all in the next one.